Welcome to another episode of Around the Fire where I am sharing with you some thoughts and some takeaways from a book that I've read recently. Well, reread. I read it about a year ago and um, yeah, like I enjoyed it, but I didn't um, feel overly passionate about it or certainly wasn't raving about it as I do with some books. And recently a friend ordered it online and actually got sent a totally different book instead and um, she posted this on Facebook and there was a bit of a thread started about the book and um, so I said on there look you know I have got the book if anybody would like to read it I'm happy to send it on. Um, I'd actually been carrying it around in the car for about a year probably um, meaning to drop it to an op shop or actually pass it to, on to someone that um, yeah may have wanted to read it and another friend said that they would love to and so I was in the process of um, getting it sent to her and outside the post office and I thought oh, I'll just open a page and see what page I open it up at and if there's something there for me to um, learn or read about or be reminded about today and I was reading these couple of pages and I was reading a couple more and I thought actually I want to read this again and um, so I messaged my friend who I knew was had a couple of other books on the go anyway I said oh you might just need to wait a little bit longer and um, I said I'll I'll get through it pretty quick and um, yeah she was all good with that and this time round it's obviously been the right time for me to read it because yeah I've really felt drawn to um, share some takeaways some thoughts with um, with you and yeah it's uh it's been lovely to sometimes we just need to be reminded of things sometimes it's having things put in a different way or sometimes it's um yeah i find for me it's sort of um reinforcement of something that potentially i believe and that i share with others so the book is called untamed by glennon doyle and just uh to give a bit of a intro on the back it uh, says, who were you before the world told you who to be? For many years, New York Times bestselling author Glennon Doyle denied her discontent. Then one day at a conference, she glanced up at a woman and three words flooded her mind. There she is. At first, Glennon assumed these words came from on high, but soon she realised they had come from within. This was the voice she had buried beneath decades of numbing addictions and social conditioning. Glennon decided to let go of the world's expectations of her and reclaim her true, untamed self. Forceful and tender, Untamed is both an intimate memoir and a galvanising wake-up call about what is possible when we step out of our cages and say, here I am. She explains, and she explains in the book, that she was, yeah, you know, she felt that that was where she was meant to be and doing everything that she was meant to be doing and you know certainly wasn't looking for anything else or a way out and then she happened to be at a book launch i think it was and um yes abby walked in and that's when her world changed and she started realizing what she'd sort of been living with and potentially putting up with and potentially just going along with um to maybe fit in with those expectations and things but actually no you know this was a time where she realised that she wanted something more. So, um, yes, to start off with some of... Uh
first part that I want to share with you is on page 50, just in case you've got the book in front of you. And Glennon's talking about how she just found out she was pregnant and she was very much in a world of addiction at the time. And she'd be, just been to a recovery meeting and she'd shared where she was at. And she writes, after the meeting ended, a woman walked over and sat down next to me. She said, thanks for sharing. I relate. I just wanted to tell you something that somebody told me in the beginning. It's okay to feel all of it's okay to feel all of the stuff you're feeling. You're just becoming human again. You're not doing life wrong, you're doing it right. If there's any secret you're missing, it's doing that right is just really hard. Feeling all your feelings is hard, but that's what they're for. Feelings are for feeling, all of them, even the hard ones. The secret is that you're doing it right and that doing it right hurts sometimes. And this was a great reminder because, you know, I sort of joke about the fact that having not drunk alcohol for three years has meant that I've got to feel everything. And, you know, it was very much for me, it was very much a stress reliever. It was a, I don't want to feel what's coming up. Let's just, um, numb and avoid it and of course you know it wasn't necessarily a thought process that went through my head like that when I was drinking but that was pretty much the pattern and so now it's like yeah you know without that um, coping mechanism if you like or without that sort of way of dealing with it it has been a case of ah oh, I have to feel everything that's coming up and it has been a process of actually that's okay and if we are able to sit with what's coming up as opposed to any sort of ways of numbing and avoiding um, then actually what we find is that what we're sitting with we can actually move through yes it's going to be painful as Glennon says and hard but actually we can allow it to move through and you know for us to process it as opposed to pushing it down and you know adding it to whatever else that we've um, pushed down over the years. And these ways of numbing and avoiding, yes, absolutely alcohol for me, it's also been food, it's also been work, um, you know, for others it might be people pleasing, it might be keeping busy, it might be gambling, it might be drugs, um, you know, and some of the really sort of subtle ones these days of whether it be social media, phones, whether it be working, whether it be even exercising, um, that, you know, aren't so obvious that we've actually got something going on in our life that may even get praised, oh gosh, you work so hard or you're so passionate about what you do or, you know, whatever it is, you never stop. But actually, what if there is something underneath? And, you know, work is one that I am still conscious of. I, you know, find myself checking my diary or checking in with myself if my diary's getting quite full. It's like, hang on a sec what um what am i trying to avoid here or what where you know what do i not want to sort of process or deal with so yeah you know life absolutely is about feeling it all um the good the bad and the ugly and you know that's when i'm coaching with people i talk about the red zone and the green zone and red is when we're struggling and the green zones when life's flowing and yeah we're moving forward and you know it's not that the red's necessarily negative um 
it's just that it's just life that's where we are and you know that sort of really resonated with what um, the lady at the meeting was saying that Glennon was recounting that um, yeah life is hard sometimes and you know it is just about feeling through it and um, yeah allowing it to move through us and um, to process it and I was um, talking to someone recently about this and actually if we're able to process it as it is at that point as it comes up then it doesn't grow into something else you know for when I was drinking then you know obviously there would be money spent on booze you know I might say stuff or text stuff or do stuff or act in a certain way that would then have repercussions that I'd then have to deal with the following morning when I was potentially feeling shite um you know and actually it's then turned into something much bigger than if we're able to just um yeah process it when it comes in shortly after glennon talks more about this pain and um, how we hold on to it and she writes pain is not tragic pain is magic suffering is tragic Suffering is what happens when we avoid pain and consequently miss our becoming. This is what I can and must avoid, missing my own evolution because I am too afraid to surrender to the process. Having such little faith in myself that I numb or hide or consume my way out of my fiery feelings again and again. So my goal is to stop abandoning myself and stay, to trust that I'm strong enough to handle the pain that is necessary to the process of becoming. Because what scares me a hell of a lot more than pain is living my entire life and missing my becoming. What scares me more than feeling, what scares me more than feeling at all, is missing it all. And for me that resonated because when we do um, numb and avoid, when we don't want to go there, not only are we actually sort of holding on to that pain and suppressing it we're actually missing out on joy we're missing out on life we're missing out on all the good stuff as well you know the really authentic aligned stuff are you know the things that are important to us our values and yeah you know we end up in this sort of numb cycle of yeah not really feeling anything at all but if we allow ourselves to feel with what comes up um, when it comes up then actually, yeah, we can allow it to move through and have the space and the capacity and the openness to and the awareness and the appreciation for um, all the good stuff and all the positive feelings and the things that we do sort of want to feel and want to embrace as well. Pages later on, on page 84 and 85, Glennon's talking about how, you know, in her journey of sobriety, as well as being pregnant, <clears throat> she's also teaching. And she's explaining how she takes her class the long way um, to lunch so that she can look in her friend's classroom window and see the sign up on the wall, which says in big black block letters, um, we can do hard things. And she writes, we can do hard things becomes my hourly life mantra. 
It is my affirmation that living life on life's own absurd terms is hard. It isn't hard because I'm weak or flawed or because I made a wrong turn somewhere. It is hard because life is just hard for humans and I am a human who is finally doing life right. We can do hard things insists that I can and should stay in the hard because there is some kind of reward for staying. I don't know what the reward is yet, but it feels true that there would be one and I want to find out what it is. I am especially comforted by the we part. I don't know who the we is. I just need to believe that there is a we somewhere, either helping me through my hard things or doing their own hard things while I do mine. And yeah, it just reinforces that point that, you know, if we <clears throat> are able to do the hard things and understanding that actually, you know, life isn't all about pina coladas by the swimming pool or, you know, whatever sort of big picture vision happy um thing that you know we can often read about and uh, ideal that people want to aim for and actually yeah for me that's that's not the goal sure absolutely i want to be in that green zone and i want to have as many positive and awesome experiences as possible but actually i want to embrace the the tough stuff as well because as Glennon says, you know, there is a reward and there'll either be some learnings, another piece of the puzzle, there'll be some relief, there'll be a connection, a click, there'll be something that we can let go of. And which is why I often use a mantra myself, which is um, hold tight and let go. And it's like, hold tight, okay, you know, we're going in for another hard, hard bit um but actually let's let go and let's trust that you know we will come out the other side as we always do and um yeah there will be something that we will have gleaned from the experience at the end of that chapter glennon writes since i got sober i have never been fine again not for a single moment i have been exhausted and terrified and angry i have been overwhelmed and underwhelmed and debilitatingly depressed and anxious I have been amazed and awed and delighted and overjoyed to bursting. I have been reminded constantly by the ache. This will pass. Stay close. On page 114, Glennon is sharing about a friend, Erica, and how they went to college together and how Erica was signed up for a business course that she didn't want to do and in her spare time would paint and was a prolific painter and thoroughly enjoyed it and years later they were having a catch-up and um, Erica had shared with Glennon that she was enrolling um, at art school and that she was um, wanting to honour herself and Glennon said that, you know, for the first time in a long time, she heard that fizz and that fire in her voice again that um, had been missing. And so a bit of a while later, Glennon answers the phone and in celebration of Erica's commitment and said, you know, hey, how is school going? And she writes, she was quiet for a moment and then said, oh, that, that was silly. Brett is so busy and the kids need me. Art school just seemed so selfish after a while. And Glennon questions, why do women find it honourable to dismiss ourselves? Why do we decide that denying our longing is the responsible thing to do? Why do we believe that what will thrill and fulfil us will hurt our people? 
Why do we mistrust ourselves so completely? And all I'd sort of ask you to think about with this piece is, is there something inside of you that has been laying dormant for a while? Is there something that, oh, you just wish you could try or start or have a go at? Or, you know, I often talk to people about, um, you know, what is some of the good stuff that you've enjoyed in your life? And to begin with, it can take a while for people to recognize and remember and then you know the stories start coming and they remember that actually they've got art supplies and art canvases under the bed or that you know they used to write poetry or that they used to play the guitar or that they have always wanted to um, get involved with horses and try horse riding you know whatever it might be that um, quiet little voice starts going oh oh hang on a sec um yes you know I remember this stuff oh she's listening and obviously this isn't just specific to women by any stretch. I hear these stories from men as well that, um, yeah, you know, some of those passions, some of those interests, some of those things that absolutely lift, have lifted us up in the past and meant the world to us, you know, are often the first things to go. So, yeah, is there something in your world that you've been putting off or waiting for the right time or whatever it might be? And is that something that you can start even taking some small steps towards now? Later on in the book, at page 145, Glennon is talking about something that she's watched on TV and it's someone out um, survivor out in the woods and the dilemma of um, being in the same place to get help and be found but also having to go out and you know obviously hunt or gather to um, survive and they she was saying that on the TV program they talk about having a touch tree as the solution <clears throat> so a touch tree is one recognizable strong large tree that becomes the lost one's home base she could adventure out into the woods as long as she returns to her touch tree again and again and this perpetual returning will keep her from getting too far gone too lost into the woods and i could see where this was going and i just um love this part and glennon writes i've spent much of my life lost in the woods of pain relationships religion career service success and failure Looking back on those times, I can trace my lostness back to a decision to make something outside myself my touch tree. An identity, a set of beliefs, an institution, aspirational ideals, a job, another person, a list of rules, approval, an old version of myself. Now when I feel lost, I remember that I am not the woods, I am my own tree, so I return to myself and re-inhabit myself. As I, feel, as I do, I feel my chin rise and my body straighten. And I just love this because that touch tree that she's talking about is our true self. It is our authentic self that is absolutely within us, will always be within us, always has been and always will be. And I find that I share with clients that, you know, life does take us off. It can pull us away. It can take us on tangents. It can take us on diversions it can take us into those um, woods that Glennon describes 
and you know are sort of um, what I try and get myself back into the habit of doing is becoming aware of when that's happened and when either I've been pulled away or I've let myself be pulled away and going actually what do I need what do I need to come back to myself what do I need to yeah find that path back to my true self my authentic self and um, yeah back to that touch tree and for me sometimes you know it can be the work side of things it um, yeah you know that things can build can build up and I just go oh yeah hang on a sec um, you know some of that self-care has gone out the window some of that joy is not happening anymore let me come back let me come back to me and um, yeah sort of really sort of restore recharge reconnect and yeah for others it's going to be different things as Glennon describes whether it is um, through work whether it is through relationships um, and we can get um, yeah sort of pulled or chipped away at or whatever it might be from our true self it might be um, society values cultural values family um, expectations partner expectations yeah lots of different ways and if we can just become aware of them then it's much easier to sort of navigate and then certainly come back um, back to our true self back to our touch tree This part on page 191, Glennon writes, oh, she was on the phone to her mum and she writes, we hung, up, we hung up and I thought my mother loves me and she disagrees with me about what is best for me. I'm going to have to decide who I trust more, my mother or myself. For the first time in my life, I decided to trust myself, even though that meant moving in opposite directions to my parents. I decided to please myself instead of my parents. I decided to become responsible for my own life, my own joy, my own family, and I decided to do it with love. And I wonder if um, that paragraph was maybe the only reason I was meant to reread this book. Um, and it really is about around that responsibility side of things. And that's been something that I've been looking at recently. And um, yeah, you know, when we start to maybe we're hearing ourselves say the same story or um you know blaming some stuff that <laughs> really sounds ridiculous when we actually come to think about it then we can go or i encourage myself to go okay what's actually going on here and what can i do about this and um yeah how can i take responsibility for where I'm at right now and where I want to be and the difference in between and how I want to do it and whether that is around well I think for me it's um as Glennon says it really is around that joy that's been um what's been popping up for me recently is around actually I want to take responsibility and ensure that that happens in my life in absolute abundance and on a yeah incredibly regular basis and um yeah so just having i think you know do you find yourself blaming criticizing comparing judging um does it tend to be on a particular theme particular situation particular person maybe actually what is the part that we are playing in this what is something that i can take responsibility for and how can i approach this differently
when I'm supporting people through grief, um, you know, we talk about the fact that it is a price to pay for having loved and whether that's a relationship, whether that's a person, whether that's an animal, you know, it, um, it could be the loss of a dream, it could be, um, yeah, the loss of anything. It's because it's something that we loved, it's something that we were passionate about. And Glennon talks about another type of pain as well, where it's not about losing the beautiful things, but from never even trying for them, more a sort of feeling of regret. And she writes, I felt that kind of pain in my life. I recognise it on others' faces. I see the longing in the eyes of a woman who is next to her lover but feels totally alone. I see the rage in the eyes of a woman who is not happy but smiles anyway. I see the resignation in the eyes of a woman who is slowly dying for her children instead of living for them. And I hear it. I hear it in the bitterness of a woman who describes faking it so she can get up and finish folding the laundry. I hear it in the desperate tone of a woman who has something to say but has never said it. In the cynicism of a woman who has accepted the injustice she could help change if she were braver. It's the pain of a woman who has slowly abandoned herself. And it's just, again, just pausing and thinking actually you know is there anything in your life right now that if you were able to change it by pressing a button would you change it would you press that button and it's looking at actually you know how far how disconnected have we come from our true self in that moment you know actually is this the life that I really want to be living? Is this the, um, yeah, Is am I showing up as the person that I was put on the planet to be, as my true authentic self? You know, sometimes we, if we can just stop in that moment and just see how far, um, you know, we've sort of strayed from who we really are and, yeah, you know, that uh, true essence of ourselves. So maybe just pausing for a moment and just thinking actually you know if I could press a button would I still be in this relationship would I still be living in this house would I still be living in this job would I um yeah would I still be saying yes to all these different things would I still be on the um parent teachers committee you know whatever it is just going actually hang on a sec how much of this how much of what I'm doing in my everyday life really lights me up and what are the things that are stopping that from happening and the last one to finish off with which is such a um, sort of foundation part of the work that I do and it really is helping people to often find but certainly reconnect that with that true authentic self and actually find out who they are without all the roles that you know we can be so quick to list off whether that's a girlfriend or a wife or a um yeah mother or a beauty therapist or life coach or a dentist assistant or you know whatever it is um yeah we can be so quick to 
list off the labels and actually who are we underneath that like if I stopped being a coach tomorrow I'd still be the same person and I'd still show up in the same way I'd just be doing something different so Glennon writes we must live lives of our own to live a life of our own, each woman must also answer, what do I love? What makes me come alive? What is beauty to me? And when do I take the time to fill up with it? Who is the soul beneath all of these roles? Each woman must answer these questions now before the tide comes in. Sandcastles are beautiful, but we cannot live inside them because the tide rises. That's what the tide does. We must remember, I am the builder, not the castle. I am separate and whole, over here, eyes on the horizon, sun on my shoulders, welcoming the tide, building, rebuilding, playfully, lightly, never changing, always changing. So yeah, just a beautiful one to finish off with, to really be thinking, actually, underneath all the roles, underneath all the activities and the must-dos and the to-do lists and the schedules and the appointments and things who am I who am I underneath all of that and how do I want to show up in this world thank you for listening to this episode of around the fire if you have read the book, or even if you haven't read the book, maybe you're inspired to read the book now, or maybe I've just shared enough. Um, and But yeah, if you feel drawn, then I would love to hear from you. Feel free to drop me an email at liz at liz-fry.com. So you can drop me an email, liz at liz-fry.com. I would love to hear your thoughts, either on the book or on anything that I have shared today. And yeah, if you've got a book that you're reading or maybe an absolute favourite book or um, yeah, one that maybe you're not willing to pass on to anybody else because you know that you're going to want to read it again in the future or refer to it, then yeah, again, drop me a line. I would love to hear what you're reading right now.